Hello, everyone. This is Deb McBride, and welcome to my astrology podcast. Today is Tuesday, January 8th, 2019, and I am broadcasting from beautiful Costa Rica. And we have one week into the new year, and I hope you have all been enjoying your new year so far and making goals and lists and manifestations for the solar eclipse that we just had. And I hope that you all glean some good thoughts and energy from that solar eclipse and that you are feeling like you're ready to start a new chapter of your life because that's really what it's all about. And we also had the station direct of Uranus on Sunday. Now this is important because Uranus is getting ready to leave Aries where it's been since 2011. It had stepped in in 2010. Here we are nine years later after its initial visit to Aries. And it's really now going to leave in March and enter Taurus and that's it. It's in Taurus for the next seven years. And since we are ending a cycle of an outer planet in a sign, Uranus will not go back to Aries. You know, it takes 84 years for it to go around the Zodiac. So it won't go back to Aries for another 80 some odd years. And since we are leaving Aries, we're leaving, Uranus operates very well in Aries actually, because it's a very energetic, somewhat chaotic, life-altering planet and wants you to kind of stand up and take notice. And essentially, when it's in a fire sign, it does have room to express itself in a very real way for everyone. So whatever you've been working on, whatever you changed in your life, wherever Uranus has touched your chart, it is important to acknowledge that. And when Uranus steps into Taurus, you're finishing up this, these last bunch of years with the journey you've been on with Uranus and Aries, wherever Aries has been in your chart. So we move forward into Taurus, where we will talk about more about that in March. And Uranus really is um, an excitable harbinger of change. And we're not completely finished with the old yet so and we did step into Taurus a little bit last year but this is really important now to embrace and to connect to um, this more earthy experience because Taurus is very earthy and very fixed more earthy fixed experience of Uranus more grounded energy but Uranus is Uranus is really a strong powerful shake mover and shaker of the cosmos and Taurus does not like moving and shaking. Taurus really likes, you know, it likes tradition and it likes to know there's a roof over its head and it likes to know that there's ground underneath its feet. And sometimes uh, when, we, when we start looking at outer planets passing through very, very stable signs, we, we notice we get shaken out of our old habits. So this is going to be a very interesting ride these next seven years. But in the meantime, finish up your Aries story. Where has Uranus changed your life? Where has it been important for you to revolutionize something? And now we are in the week and we're in the, officially in the second week of January. And really, we've got some really new exciting things going on this week. So the first thing is that Venus has entered Sagittarius. And this is such a relief because... Venus has been in Scorpio since about the 12th of September of last year. So this is months of Venus and Scorpio retrograding back into Libra, like maybe staying there just about a month. 
and then going back into Scorpio again until yesterday, yesterday morning, and it's finally in Sagittarius. And this is so much lighter for Venus. Now Venus will be pointing her energy towards Jupiter because Jupiter rules Sagittarius and Jupiter is in Sagittarius. It's on sign as we've been talking these last couple months. But what's wonderful is it's no longer pointing at Saturn. <laughs> and Venus, you know, Venus is pointing at Scorpio. It was in Scorpio. It was pointing at Pluto, which is in Capricorn. And then Pluto is then nodding towards Saturn because Saturn is the ruler of Capricorn. And that's where everything stops when we get to that planet in its own sign. So this is much easier. This is much more fiery, much more exciting, much more trailblazing. Let's, let's move, let's shake, let's go. It's, it's a really lovely experience that Venus is approaching Jupiter. And later this month, we will see the conjunction of those two planets. So that's something to look forward to. Venus and Sag encourages you to, encourages you to travel, encourages you to connect with foreign people, encourages you to study something new, expand your horizons, expand your friendships. Very good. So that's one big change this week. Another is that on Friday, we're going to have the Sun conjunct Pluto. Now, this is an annual conjunction. But why this is important is because the Sun has just been through an eclipse and a new moon. And really, the Sun and the moon con connecting to each other conjunct, meaning the same place at the same time and meaning that the energies blend. So as we spoke of these last few weeks, we had Saturn, we had the conjunction of the sun and the moon, which is the new moon eclipse, and we had Pluto all together. And what's happening, you know, there is everything, there's, it's all about exactitude. So we saw the sun conjunct Saturn last Wednesday, the second, and that was the beginning. So the sun is moved into the eclipse zone when it touched Saturn and it's moving out of the eclipse zone when it conjuncts Pluto on Friday. That's going to be 6.36 a.m. Eastern time. So when we have a Sun-Pluto conjunction, normally this is a transformative aspect. This is a moment of transformation, a moment of power, a moment of owning power, a, mo a moment of seeing because the sun illuminates the darkness of Pluto. So we're seeing something clearly. We're seeing some darkness be coming into light or we're watching something in our life become illuminated to us in a way that it hasn't before. So this is very powerful and we need to pay attention to it. And what's interesting is this is sort of what I would say is the end of the eclipse because of this particular eclipse. We still have another one coming, but, but this is, we're still going to have eclipse energy around this on Friday. And I say this because there was this conjunction of all those planets with the eclipse. And now when we move towards the sun, moving out of that, that fenced in feeling of Saturn and Pluto, anything that we really desire and have been working towards and have set intentions for with this new moon, any of that will we'll see another chapter of it or another illumination of it this Friday. So this is actually very good. We want to pay attention to this particular aspect because every, every year this happens, but the fact that this has happened in an eclipse is very powerful. So what we're looking at 
Now, remember I said the word besieged, that meant that the sun and the moon were in between Saturn and Pluto, sort of like fenced in, as I mentioned. And when the sun hit Saturn last week, it initiated the process and it will finish the process this Friday. And pay attention, look at your life, see what happened on the eclipse. What did you start in those days? What was important to you? What was new and feeling new and new information and and new promise to yourself? What did you initiate? What did you decide was ripe for the new year? What did you decide that this is, you know, what part of your life are you now answering to the call of? Because this is so powerful and potent. Essentially, Saturn and Pluto are telling us to step it up and live the life we're born to live. Live the life we have so desired. Forget the past. Move on. Heal the past and grab hold of this new experience. This is a wild powerful ride and you can have whatever you want to create you know hopefully it's a good thing you want to create you can have whatever you want but you need to focus because it's all about saturn and capricorn and you need to commit to it focus and commitment are the big words around capricorn and saturn and when we are dealing with um, this level of potent energy and eclipse you can definitely say that anything that's come in these days afterwards are very, very profound, you know, any decisions, anything that you experienced, these are, these are moments. Okay. Um, I remember a new moon with Pluto back in 2016, which is now three years ago. It's hard to believe, but I remember that new moon with Pluto in 2016, and it was right before I came to Costa Rica for the first time. And so here we are. The last thing I expected was that kind of transformation. So there's transformation in the air, and we need to pay attention to it. And congratulations on what you've discovered about yourself and what you've decided to commit to and focus on in these next two years, because that's what we're doing right now. So the sun Pluto happens on Friday. And Another special aspect happens on Sunday. Jupiter squares Neptune. And why this is special? Lots of reasons. First of all, Jupiter is the planet of abundance, but it is also the planet of spirituality. And before Neptune was discovered by astronomers, Jupiter was the ruler of Pisces. And it goes with Pisces in the sense that there's faith and there's openness and there's this sense of uh, grand spiritual life and and the the afterlife and what's on the other side as opposed to life on earth. Neptune rules all of that. It rules Pisces. It rules the the grandness of the cosmos and, and what happens in the afterlife. Neptune also rules illusion, fantasy. Um, It rules film. It rules arts. It rules any of, especially music. So Jupiter and Neptune are spiritual planets. Neptune rules spirituality. Jupiter rules spirituality. It's kind of different. Um, They both are relative to faith. They are both relative to um, having something to believe in and really understand that guides you in your life. Some, Some sort of unspoken spiritual support system. 
it could be your religion, it could be your just a spiritual faith, it could be your meditation practice, it could be anything like that. But they are making a square, which is a challenging aspect. It's a 90 degree aspect. And Jupiter is in its own sign, Sagittarius, as we know, and Neptune is in Pisces, its own sign. So this is very potent. And what we want to pay attention to is how we connect with this energy because it's going to happen three times this year. So this is one of the big aspects of the year. Jupiter square Neptune will happen three times. And the reason for that is Jupiter is the faster moving planet. So it makes the aspect and Jupiter will be at this point where it is on 13, which is 14 degrees of Sagittarius. And when it's at 14 degrees Sag, it's squaring Neptune at 14 Pisces. So at some point, there's going to be a lot of retrograde action during the year. And Jupiter will square Neptune again when it's retrograde and then again when it's direct. So we're going to look at this aspect and see where our visions are taking us, what our belief systems are telling us, what our intuition is telling us, and what, where we need to put our faith. And how do we have faith? And how do we determine what is necessary to have faith in versus what is an illusion and what is not something we should put our faith in. This aspect will teach us to trust our intuition. This aspect will teach us how to tap into our intuition. This aspect will help us connect with a spiritual support system or spiritual life. And that's something you should look for right now. Um, we all have to have something in our life. We all need to believe in something. There are plenty of people who don't believe in anything. They're atheists. They don't believe in any sort of deity or anything. But they believe, you know, maybe they have faith in their own abilities, their own creative abilities. There's something in your life that you do believe in, that you do have faith in, even if it's not a, a spiritual entity. And so look to that this year. Look to what it is that's giving you a spiritual experience or a faith-oriented experience, even if it's faith in your own ability to do something, uh, your own confidence. Because Jupiter is a very confident planet. Neptune is not necessarily related to confidence. Jupiter, Jupiter is more related to confidence. But Jupiter square Neptune on Sunday afternoon is going to be somewhat enlightening for each of us. And I highly recommend any sort of spiritual practice this weekend that you can do for yourself, whether it's a meditation, whether it's a setting of intention, whether it's connecting with something um, greater than yourself, because both Jupiter and Neptune rule the, the seen and the unseen aspects of our lives, where we have to just trust something greater than ourselves um, and not be fooled by something greater than ourselves. You know, maybe maybe you don't trust the powers that be in a certain situation in your life. Maybe it's time that you did. So it's, I always like to see the Jupiter and Neptune when they connect with each other. They are encouraging us to have faith and put aside our skepticism and our disbelief to open ourselves up to something greater. And so if you are so inclined, talk to your spirits, talk to your guides, talk to whatever you feel helps you in your life and connect with 
that force for yourself? And where does it give you, where does it give you faith? Where does, where does the faith sort of come, come back on itself? Where do you feel like you've put faith in something and, and it's been proven right? You may have to really, really, really believe in something when you have no reason to, and that's real faith. And sometimes those things don't work out. Sometimes they do. But if you feel in your heart of hearts that you know you, you have to take a certain path at this moment, and it's going to rely on a whole bunch of faith, it's very possible that you're going to just, your faith is going to be tested this year. And one of the other aspects that's happening on Sunday is Mercury is conjunct Saturn. And that's all about reality. And that is all about focus. And that is all about committing to a thought process and, and a feeling of, you know, intellectual connection to what is real. These are very different aspects. Jupiter and Neptune are all about, you know, okay, I've got to have faith in this no matter what happens. Saturn and Mercury are all about what's really happening and what's the reality of it. So hopefully this will work in our favor and that Mercury and Saturn will say, hey, I know, what to, I know where to put my faith now. I know exactly what I'm doing because I'm very focused on what I need and what it is that I have to, uh, where I need to expand my awareness now. And so that's, that's really what's going on there. It may also look grim. You know, Saturn is, is a wet blanket. So Saturn on Mercury may go, you know, that's not really what I hoped was going to happen. But it may just, not so much bad news as it, it may just be, hmm, okay, this is going to be a, a harder task than I thought. Or, oh, I'm going to have to roll up my sleeves a little more than I thought I would. But if you use that Jupiter-Neptune and believe in what you're doing, you are going to feel like you've made some progress and you are believing in something and believing in yourself more than anything. So take that action, believe in something, know that faith is in your life and know something, there's something in your life that you need to really trust right now. And that's where you have to put that energy. Last year, Jupiter trined Neptune. That's a much smoother aspect than this. We saw a lot of that water sign action with Jupiter and Scorpio and Jupiter um, trining Neptune and Pisces. But now Jupiter's moved along and it's in the following sign. And this is what makes astrology so interesting because two planets that were having these very open, easy relationships last year now require us to use a little more work because this is the difference, and here's a little astrology lesson. A trine is, is like the side of a triangle. It's 120 degrees. And that means that the planets are speaking to each other very nicely in a very smooth way. And this year, these two planets are not. They're a little more stressed um, because a square, a 90-degree angle, um, if you'll remember from your geometry, is, is the corner. And it's these two are now uh, not in a flowing aspect. They are in a, a little more of a challenging aspect because maybe whatever they opened up your vision to last year is now requiring real faith to get the job done. So this is what you have to pay attention to. Watch what happens this week. Watch what happens on Sunday. And see if you can recognize where that Jupiter Uranus, I mean, I'm sorry, Jupiter Neptune is operating in your life and where that's going to be manifesting for you. And then 
pay attention to that. Watch it grow this year because when Jupiter and Neptune come together these other two times throughout the year, ending in the autumn, um, you will see how they are really going to open you up to something new. And this is good. This is like flexing a muscle, using a muscle that you don't necessarily use. This is like exercise. This is, we can't always have these flowing aspects like we had last year. We don't get anything done. So while it was easy to sort of sit back and enjoy it, this year, the universe is asking us to please use our faith in the best way possible and, and flex that muscle and flex your faith muscle. We can't just walk around assuming it's all going to be okay. We have to really double down on con, con, our conviction, the faith of our own convictions. So that's, that's the job this week. In the meantime, right now the moon is in Aquarius and we had the Mercury square Mars today and Mercury and Mars are maybe a little bit agitated as far as words are concerned or as far as what the connection to some verbal agreement is or how you are communicating with people or what your brain power was today. Maybe it was a little frazzled. Um, in the meantime, the moon is in Aquarius, and it will be in Aquarius till tomorrow morning, and it will be void, meaning not speaking to the other planets, in Aquarius, void, 11.53 a.m. Eastern Time to 2.44 p.m. when it enters the sign of Pisces, where it will stay for the next couple days. And that's a very lovely place for the moon to be. There's, It's just Neptune that's there. It will not necessarily make any uh, crazy aspects like last month we had Mars there. So there was, you know, I was telling people to not get inebriated, but uh, the moon will be squaring Jupiter and conjuncting Neptune on the 10th, which is Thursday, which is interesting because it's going to trigger that square that I just spoke of that's happening on Sunday. So pay attention, pay attention on Thursday. See if, see if the beginnings of this, are really uh, happening for you. Watch what information comes forward. Watch what you see. Then, the interesting thing is that the moon is going to be void all day on Friday. So, when it goes void at 9.25 a.m. Eastern Time, it does not go out of Pisces and into Aries till the wee hours of Saturday morning. So, don't even worry about it. Friday, just see what you can get done. Use your energy wisely. It's not a day to be all starting something brand new. It is, however, a day to do your regular chores, your regular tasks, everything that you have been working on, you know, uh, get your papers together. It's a new year. We have to file taxes. Um, anything that's mundane on Friday, do your regular work. Don't expect anything um, out of the ordinary except for that Sun-Pluto conjunction. So that's what we're focusing on Friday. Maybe not so much taking initiative, but paying attention, again, to what Sun-Pluto is bringing us after that eclipse. So we're not necessarily, you know, Pisces Moon is a very calm energy. We're not necessarily all excitable on Friday, but there is that Sun-Pluto, and that's where the the transformation will come. But a Pisces void moon is a very healing moon. It doesn't mean that you couldn't go to a healer that day or you couldn't 
say, for example, get your astrology chart read. Those are, those are days of good healing and processing. And if the sun is conjuncting Pluto that day, that means we are indeed processing part of the eclipse. So again, pay attention. Saturday, the moon goes into Aries. Sunday, the moon is in Aries. And we come right back around again till Monday where it will be in Aries and then go void at 10.56 a.m. Eastern time and then go into Taurus at 1.30 in the afternoon. So there's a few hours there of, of void. So that's actually, you know, just fine. So we have some very exciting aspects this week. We had a bunch of things change signs. We are moving forward in a grand way. And that's about it. It is a week to pay close attention. Pay attention to, number one, where you have started a story since 2011. That's, you know, your, your gratitude is showing and you know where the story is and where you've transformed your life. And, and that's about the Uranus leaving Aries, okay? So start paying attention to that. Uranus has gone direct. Two, there's the Sun-Pluto conjunction. That is all about the remainder of the eclipse. What's going on for you there? That's really important. Three. We want to look at the Jupiter square Neptune that's on Sunday. What information are you get coming up with? This is a lot, of, a lot of changes this week, a lot. This is paying attention to your intuition, listening to your gut, tuning in to the finer things that you are sensing. Tune in. You need to tune in now. This is all very potent and powerful. It's a great time to really be working through something new and getting set up for this year, which is going to be, could be really beneficial for each of us if we really take initiative in our lives. So on that note, I wish you a wonderful week. My name is Deb McBride. My website is debmcbride.com. My Instagram and my Twitter are at Deb Astrology. I do astrological sessions. If you're interested, you can write to me, deb at debmcbride.com. And I also offer astrocartography reports on my website. So if you want to find out where the good points are in your, uh, in your astral cartography, where your chart leads you, what parts of the world are good for you, have a look. Thank you so much. Have a good week, and I will speak to you soon.